I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never Good evening. Welcome in. This is Jeff Sintel, dognation.com. Another edition of Before the Hedges. Last week, we were on a sabbatical. Not a sabbatical. I would say it was more of a, it was a quest. It was a, it was a hunt in Arizona. Um, but I did more than look at the most amazing sunrises and sunsets out in the Valley of the Sun. I was out there talking to two major Georgia targets. The first of those would be the 2023 tight end wide receiver target, Bruce Robinson, uh, 2023 class there, but also the 2024 class nation's number one overall player. That is Dylan Riola. Um, make sure you guys want to pronounce it right. Sound like the smart guy in the tailgate or water cooler. Think about ham and cheese on rye, rye Ola. Um, that's the way you pronounce Dylan's name, the five-star, the number one overall prospect in the class. We've got a big show tonight. We've got a lot of stuff. We've got top targets for 2024. We got why this number one class in 2024 it could be the granddaddy long legs of all Georgia's recruiting classes. We've got an interview with Dwight Phillips Jr. It's my, it's kind of my mission here to make sure that the running back commitment in this class, uh, Dwight Phillips Jr. DP2, um, kind of gets the, the gets his due as a commitment to RBU. We got an interview with him, but we've also got um, Georgia recruiting dominance in Florida. It's all part of our Big Five. We like to start out our show right now with five big pertinent topics to Georgia football recruiting. And we can think of no better individual than to lead it off than with a, I guess I would call it a package. I would call it an exclusive one-on-one -on -one conversation if I was a guy that tooted my horn all the time. Sit back, listen. If you want to see some highlights, you want to see some throwing video, you want to hear from Dylan Riola himself, check it out right now on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. What are going to be the core criteria for you? What are going to be the benchmarks that you, the, the winning school, the lucky school, the next school? Yeah. Has to hit? Um, I think just the relationships and, uh, you know, just really seeing every, every school and what they have to offer. Um, and, you know, for me, really coming down to relationships. Um, you know, you can show, you can show winning, you can show scheme, but, you know, you, you can't, you can't fake, you know, being who you are and who you are all the time. So just really, really getting to know the coaches at each school that I'm looking at and, um, really just, just trusting, trusting my family. How much will your first commitment experience shape your next one? I think that's big. Um, you know, I'm lucky I get a second chance at it. Um, and, you know, I just really just want to be patient and really see what every school has to offer um, and, and just, you know, make the best decision for me. Georgia is obviously one of the schools you've mm -hmm. thought about for some time. How do you feel about them right now? Like what, what has them in the mix? Yeah, I think you got to start with the leader, Coach Smart. Um, what he does for for his program, for his players, the development he has, um, he, he, it's really just you, you can't you can't beat what he does. And uh, you know they're obviously back-to-back -back champions, but you know I try to I try to keep that out of the equation um, because you know I don't want to make a decision based off of winning and losing. You know, don't get me wrong, it's great to win and lose and win, not lose. But um, just just relationships I have with Coach Smart, uh, Coach Bobo, Coach Munkin. Uh, Coach Gummy, and really the whole staff uh, there at Georgia. How much is the Munkin news 
Yeah. How much are you watching that right now? How much would it be a factor if he stays mm -hmm. or whether he goes to the NFL? Yeah, I think that's that's really important. Um, obviously, Coach Smart probably is the next guy ready if Coach Munkin decides to leave. But, um, you know, if he leaves, that's that's definitely something I got to look into a little deeper. Um, but I'm definitely definitely staying staying in touch and seeing seeing what's going to happen next with him. Um, what do you think you like best about Georgia when you had to break it down? Like, mm -hmm. what's the strongest potential pool for you there to Athens? Yeah, I think you look at the college town Athens and really everything that's to offer is a small college town. Um, you get that college feel, the college atmosphere on game day, um, and, and you just you, you throw football into there. Um, you know, there's a great campus, great people around the campus. Um, and, you know, there's there's just a lot to have to offer um, other than football. You know, you're going to get developed. Um, you're going to develop as a person, as a player, and um, really just – just the people they have around there, the right people that that help that need to help you be successful. When was the last time you visited Georgia? Was it last spring? It was uh, the game against Kentucky. I think October sixteenth. That was your last visit, huh? Yeah. What do you want to see now? Like, do you have a to see list or to do list? Like, what are you gonna? What's this next trip gonna be about? Yeah, I think it's just really gonna be sitting down with the coaches and and seeing what they have to say. Um, obviously, there's questions that need to be asked and. Um, that need to be answered too as well. But um, no, I just want to go in there with an open mind um, and knowing that, you know, that's one of the best programs in the country. So just being open-minded um, and, and just really just listening to all the information that they have to say. Well, I know there are already some persistent recruiters in the 2024 mm -hmm. class. That Peyton kid, it's pretty uh, down low, low key, great mm -hmm. human being. Like, mm -hmm. are you already hearing it, feeling it from, yeah. uh, what sort of attention is are the current commits giving you about making you feel welcome? Yeah, obviously Peyton Woodyard, I, I knew him before he committed and, you know, really just, that's just a, just a great friend to me. Um, but, you know, he, he's been cranking the heat up a little bit with the crew to me. Um, obviously, Ellis Robinson committed yesterday. So, you know, I got a text from him about two hours after he committed. So, you know, I'm hearing it from the from the commits. Uh, you know, it means a lot to me. Um, but, you know, I'm going to just make sure that I answer, get all the questions, questions answered and, um, see where this thing plays out. Was it anything cool they said? Did they get any good five-star pitches for you? Like, if you feel comfortable sharing what Ellis said or what Peyton said, what are they telling you? Yeah, uh, well, Ellis just told me, go dogs. you're <laughs> next. Um, and Peyton, Peyton and I kind of talk pretty often. So, um, you know, really, he just, he's just like, come be a dog. Um, you know, he wants to be roommates with me. So he's like, I need my roommate. Um, and, you know, just, just very genuine and, and very great person and great family. Uh, first one, the TCU experience. Mm -hmm. I know that was sister's team, but, yep. you know, Uncle Matthew or Godfather Matthew, was that that was his team. What was your whole takeaway from that experience, getting to see Georgia yeah. at, at peak of its – at the peak of college football again? Yeah. Well, I mean, you saw dominance. Uh, you can tell it's different. They they play a different breed of football. Um, and, you know, TCU had a great season. Um, but, you know, they, they just caught Georgia on the wrong – they just caught Georgia on the wrong day. So, um, I, I, I saw dominance. Um, I saw I saw dudes wanting to win, play for each other, and uh, you know obviously the outcome is is well deserving. Uh, you know they put it all out on the line, and um, you know putting up 65 in a natty is that's really rare. So um, props to Coach Smart, props to Coach Munkin, Coach Muschamp, and their whole staff put in a great plan together. Who recruits you mostly for Georgia? Is it a mix? Is it a gumbo? Yeah. It's it's a mix of about four or five coaches. Um, Coach Smart. Coach Bobo, Coach Gummy, uh, Coach Monken, Coach Hartley, uh, and Coach Coops. I, I hear from those guys a lot. Um, 
the coach B Mac and, and Coach McGee, they reach out every now and then. So, you know, it means a lot having all of them reach out and, and them view me that way. What does Kirby tell you? What's his big pitch? Yeah. Kirby, um, he just said he wants me a lot. Um, he, he has a great plan for me. Uh, he, he, can, he sees me doing a lot, a lot of big things in this program and, uh, you know, bringing Georgia to another national championship. So to hear that from him, pretty special, especially a guy like that, to say that you can come here and lead us to a championship, you know, that that's obviously special. Dylan, I think the last thing here is, um, you know, too, too often people identify you as five-star, number one in the country, number one quarterback. How do you want people to regard you as maybe something yeah. more than just a tool to win football game? Yeah. You know, I think if if I'm perceived as just a football player, um, that's that's honestly that's that could be my fault at times. But you know, I just want people to know I'm a great person. I'm humble. I'm I'm not the not the kind of chew you out or um, rip you. I'm I'm really quiet, actually, laid back, um, and I really just just love love being around my teammates uh, and, and just love um, being in a locker room with with you know Pinnacle and and. Uh, you know, I'm a big family guy. I love God. And, uh, you know, I think if, if people can really see through the football part, um, that, that it'll be, it'll be special. Um, you know, just, just knowing me outside of football, because I feel I have a lot more to offer than football. Dylan, man, thanks for your time. Uh, the whole world's going to be waiting on you. Just give this young man some time to make a look him make, make him look down the field, look through all of his reads, and uh, he'll have a decision when he feels right. Dylan, thanks so much for taking some time and joining us today. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Go dogs. All right, guys. First part of the first part of the Big Five brought to you each and every week on Before the Hedges by Kroger. Uh, Dylan Raiola, what do you guys think about that? Um, you know, what does it sound like? It sounds like he's a young man that's going to visit Georgia on the weekend of March 18th. It's going to be right when Georgia opens its first weekend of spring practice. That was planned. Uh, he just visited USC back in uh, January, right before the dead period dropped for the month of February. And then Dylan Raiola is also going to go visit Nebraska the weekend after he visits Georgia. Um, so those are the parameters. He's told me that he would like to have his decision done before his senior season. That would be July, August. Um, you heard his thoughts there on Munkin. You heard his thoughts there on the Georgia class, how Peyton Woodyard already wants him to be a potential roommate, uh, how Ellis Robinson the fourth texted him and said, you're next. That was, of course, last Wednesday after he committed to Georgia on National Signing Day, the five-star commitment at corner in the 2024 class. So there's a lot of stuff to go through there. I think a lot of people would notice uh, what he had to say about Georgia, what he had to say about they had a different breed, um, and how uh, he just sees dominance out of Georgia. Uh, that's a program, folks, that's going to be in it um, for the long haul with Dylan Raiola. Um, that's number one. Second thing I want to talk about is Deuce Robinson. Now, a um, couple of things to know, uh, the Deuce Robinson story. He just uh, had a showcase workout this past weekend, um, picked up the bat tool. Again, guys, he is probably, I don't know if you're going to see this or hear this a lot from a lot of folks, but he's probably, um, I know it feels inverted, but he's probably more of a safer prospect uh, in baseball. Uh, he has some easy power. He's some of the best power in the class. Um rated as the number 123 overall prospect in this class by Baseball America. And I think uh, from talking to some people that follow that beat, that if he was purely a baseball player, no football attached, that he would be a top 100 prospect. 
that's even though scouts have really not been able to see a whole lot of Deuce. Deuce has been playing football, uh, but yet he is a remarkable athlete, probably the best pure athlete in the draft class. And he's only played maybe about 1.5 seasons of high school football. Folks, a little nugget you're going to get right now that you'll see in a story later on this week on dognation.com is Deuce Robinson picked up an offer from Alabama in the eighth grade before he really knew how to buckle a chin strap. He had yet to play any tackle football, any varsity football, and yet the height, the size, the skill, the agility, the speed earned him an offer from Alabama. Um, baseball is something he's been playing all of his life. Uh, really fascinating uh, how I've been kind of been able to dig in the box and kind of explore a lot of things on the Deuce Robinson story. One thing he said this week, which I found was interesting, is he will have his decision made uh, by April 1st. That's the, kind of the deadline he has in his mind. That's not his commitment date. Uh, he does, guys, let me stress this, uh, with just about every fiber of his being, he wants to play, continue to play football. He wants to play college football. He wants to play pro football and pro baseball at one time. Eventually, that's his goal. That's his dream. And He's not backing off of it. So um, you got Deuce Robinson there. The I, I kind of think he's probably the most fascinating story of the 2023 recruiting cycle. And that story is not done yet. Uh, the third thing, I got to put three up. We're going to do this. You know, that way you guys know I'm moving on. The third thing to think about there with um, uh, kind of the big stories I see right now for Georgia football recruiting is, guys, we just got to take one more look. I know my friend Brandon loves for have anything that pokes fun or um, squares up the Gators. And I see we've got some texting and some trolling going on in at least one of our uh, platforms right now. I don't know if it's Facebook or YouTube that I saw it earlier, but um, the state of Florida, I got it. I got a slide for you. I don't know if we created the slide, but listen to this. Um, these are who signed the top 25 players in Florida this year, folks. This is the class of 2023. And this is off the 24-7 sports composite ratings. Look at this. Georgia with eight. Alabama with three. Miami with three. Florida State with two. Florida with two. And FSU with one. So you look at there and you look at the, you look at the big three in Florida, so to speak. Miami three, Florida two, and Florida, Florida State one. So that's between the big three in Florida, those guys signed six of the top 25 players in the state of Florida this year. And Georgia signed eight all by itself. Um, true dominance in the state of Florida. Now, folks, I'll, we'll go behind the numbers a little bit. Some of that's because, you know, Pierce Sperling grows up in Metro Atlanta, plays his high school ball in the last two seasons of high school in Santa Rosa Beach. He's classified as a Florida prospect, an in-state prospect. The same goes for uh, uh, Gabe Harris, the 2023 signee at Edge. Defensive and defensive lineman. He spends his senior year in Florida at IMG Academy. He is considered a Florida prospect. Thought it was a pretty interesting look at how Georgia cleaned up this year in Florida. Speaking of cleaning up, we got the number four point on our show tonight in our big five. Uh, the folks, the class of 24, 2024 is going to be big. It already is big for right now. Georgia is the number one team in the country, as I've seen some people kind of hint at in the chat. I think they've got every indication, given every indication to me, that they can go wire to wire right now as the number one class in the country. Think about this. 24-7 Sports Composite has them number one in the country. The on3.com ratings, the, their team rankings, Georgia is also number one in the country. 
Georgia has 10 overall commitments. They have two five stars, one corner, one tight end. That's Ellis Robinson, and that's Landon Thomas out of Colquitt County. They have five top 40 recruits committed. They have eight top 100 recruits committed. Four of those are on offense. That's some good balance there. But of those elite top 40 recruits, four of those, four of the five Georgia has committed are on defense. Now, here's the kicker. Here's that one that you're going to leave that aftertaste in your mouth as you finish off your hedges tonight. You think about this a little bit later on or you're watching it or listening it to in your car. Georgia has eight commitments out of the top 100 prospects in 2024. There are only 27 prospects that have committed. That's amongst the top 100 recruits in the country right now for 2024. Only 27 of those have committed, and Georgia has eight of them. That's as many as Alabama, three, Florida, three, LSU, one, and Ohio State, one combined. Look for Georgia to really take a good hard look at quarterback, um, running back, offensive lineman, and defensive lineman for the next couple of months in this class. I think they're very well stocked at safety and linebacker right now. Could not get any better where they're at at safety and linebacker right now. One little thing I'll pay attention to is the recent commitment of Dwight Phillips Jr. Kind of kind of is a little hint, kind of is a little tell if we were playing poker. Why do I say this is because Georgia usually likes to likes to sign a thunder and lightning back in each class. Of course, uh, if you look at Georgia right now with Tavani Mazel out of Maryland and then also uh, Dwight Phillips Jr. out of Pebble Brook High School in Mableton, Georgia, those are two lightning guys. Those are two under 200-pound guys. Feels to me uh, like it's kind of a redundancy there. I would look for Georgia to target a bigger back with their second back in this class. Uh, you think the name's Chauncey Bowers Jr. You think about uh, Jarrett Gibson. Those are the guys I would think about are the running backs to monitor in this class because I don't think Georgia, in my opinion, my estimation here, is Georgia's going to wind up with two lightning backs in this class. They might. They might have three backs in this class when you look at potential turnover or transfer portal guys. You see Dejon Edwards and Kendall Milton could both exhaust their eligibility after the 2023 season. And, you know, one of the things I said earlier, our fifth topic in our big five, our fifth topic in our big five, and we'll come back with some lightning question rounds after this. But you guys have any questions, drop them in the chat. But right now, the second special treat of Before the Hedges tonight Folks, I'm trying to fill your dog plate, fill your plate full of content tonight. Let's sit back. Let's listen. Let's have five good minutes with recent Georgia um, running back commitment, RBU commitment, Dwight Phillips Jr. He's in state. He runs a 10.43 in the 100 meters. His dad was an Olympian, an Olympic gold medalist, and a world champion in the long jump. You guys want to hear from Dwight Phillips Jr.? I know you do. Sit back and listen right now on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. How happy are you to be a dog? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Well, what did you like best about Georgia, and what was the reason why you wanted to go ahead and get it done? Uh, Coach Del McGee, I feel like he can build me and develop me as a person on the field and off the field. So I've learned a little bit about you. I've learned that you're, uh, you grew up a Bama fan, but this commitment should be seen as solid. Why, why should it be seen as solid? Because I'm loyal. Like, I just, I'm not going to flip. Can you describe how the role that Dell and Kirby Smart, they, that they have for you in Athens, what's the plan? Uh, 
probably put me in the slot, probably use me a receiving back while still getting touches in the backfield. You told me you knew you were going to be a dog watching them in the playoffs this year. So, like, this wasn't a surprise to maybe people who knew you, but why did you want to go ahead and get it out of the way and make make a commitment in January of your junior year? Because it just, it just feels like home. I don't got to go nowhere. And you knew when you were walking around campus this weekend and you were in the facility that you wanted to do it? Yes, sir, as soon as I got there. Did you know when you were driving up you were going to commit? Yes, sir. You did? Yes, sir. Um, what did it feel like putting on that uh, number nine Georgia jersey? It felt great. Now, how do you run so stinking fast, man? Like, is there any secret sauce to it? I know your dad's an Olympian and a gold medalist and your mom ran track. But, like, where does that come from? I'll be afraid. I think it's genetic. But it, it comes from some hard work, too. Tell me about the first time you touched the ball in high school. I believe it was a kickoff return, and you caught the ball 94 yards away. Did you ever have any idea how that was going to end up? What went through your mind about that play? Well, first I thought I was going to get hit. But once I cut in and cut back out, it was like nobody there. So I was like, yeah, I'm about to curve this. What did that feeling like when you scored? It felt good. I tried not to show not too much emotion. But I was, I was pretty excited. Why do you wear number nine? My first number ever. You going to wear that on Sundays if the good Lord takes you that far? Yes, sir. But they got it open for me. <laughs> um, what did Del McGee say when you committed? Did you surprise him? Did he know it was coming, or what was his reaction? Yeah, he knew. I told him early. Kirby smiled and didn't tell him yet until Saturday. So what did Kirby say? He was, he was really excited. He was like, it made his day. Wow. Um, what do you think he liked best about the opportunity now to be a dog? Uh, everything. I think you were there with another running back this weekend, Chauncey Bowers out of Florida. Big kid. I think he's about 230. What would it be like playing with that guy? It would be pretty cool. I thought we can push each other on and off the field. And would that be a thunder-lightning duo? I mean, he probably weighs, what, 50 pounds more than you? Oh, yeah, most definitely. And they'd have to deal with catching up to you and then tackling him every other play, right? Yeah, I don't think they could do that. <laughs> what are your goals for your college career? What are your goals for your high school career? Uh, high school, I just want 2,000 yards, 20 touchdowns and hopefully a state championship. College, I don't know yet. Don't know that one yet? No, sir. Um, you were honest and said genetics. I like that answer, because that's why you run fast. But like for you, um, it sounds like you want to be your own man. Like your dad was a world champion, your dad was a gold medalist. Why did you want to find your own lane? Uh, because I knew. When I was young, I didn't really like track. But then I found something that I did like, and that was football, so I just went with it. Did he teach you how to run? Did he teach you how to get in starting blocks and everything else like that? Did, did you get a little bit of help from that? Yes, sir. Yeah. What does it feel like to run that fast? It don't feel like nothing to me. I just it feel regular. So in the middle of a game, I know somebody's, like, coming up to you, and they're like, that gum, man, you can run. What's the funniest thing an opponent has said to you about how well you can cover ground? Oh, yeah, they were like, chill, you don't got to run so fast. Just slow down a little bit. And I just look at them. And what's it like stretching out a defense, man? You see, like, guys over the top when you start moving around in motion and the defense start going crazy? Yes, sir. Um, why do you like Pebble Brook? Why is this a good fit for you? Because I've been here since middle school, and I feel like we can go to state. How long have they called you Lightning? 
How long has everybody called you Lightning? Do you like that nickname? How do you feel about it? Yeah, it's all right. Uh, I don't complain about a nickname. Probably like a year or two. Dwight, what kind of commitment will you be to Georgia? Will you be the guy that tries to get other players to come play with you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Will you? Yes, sir. Why? You want to have a great class around you, I guess? Yeah, I'm trying to build up. I'm trying to go back to back to back. <laughs> to back. And, Dwight, some guys look at it like that's a lot of weight on the bar to go to a program that keeps winning championships. That's either a burden, it's a blessing, it's an opportunity. How do you look at that? Yeah. Well, people can take how I take it. Uh, I just want a coach that's going to push me and be hard on me. And that's why Dell's such a great fit for you? Yes, sir. Dwight Phillips, you got a message out there to Dog Nation and all these Georgia fans that are going to be following you and rooting for you over the couple, next couple of four or five years? Well, all I got to say is go dogs. <laughs> Dwight Phillips, that's five good minutes with maybe the fastest man in Georgia. He might prove that uh, this spring when he goes lower than 10.43 seconds. He says he can go 10.2, 10.1 this year. We'll be looking out for that. Dwight Phillips is now a committed Georgia Bulldog. Thanks for your time, man. Thanks for your time. Listen to that, guys. You guys paying attention. Got some Easter eggs uh, in the show tonight. I don't. I didn't. Ma- I didn't ask. Either one of those gentlemen to do that. Did you catch the end of the Dylan Riola interview? He dropped a go dogs at the end of that interview. Who does that? That's Kirby Smart, right? And then the end of that one, you got Dwight Phillips Jr. Also dropping a go dogs and a big go dogs for Dog Nation. One thing to think about, guys, uh, Valentine's Day is coming around the corner. Kroger.com backslash Valentine. You got to take care of your sweetie. You got to take care of that five star in your life. Uh, Go to Kroger. They're going to make it easy for you, guys. They're going to make it simple. It's going to be just like recruiting five stars from the University of Georgia, taking those boys out of Florida and bringing them up. Like Kenny McIntosh said, some coverage from Mike Griffith over the past week. Um, he was a Florida boy, but he wanted to win. So that's why he went to Georgia. Uh, the words from Kenny McIntosh. Guys, I know when the show's starting to cook a little bit because we got sweet little peaches right here with the bones. She likes she likes to nestle up and see what's going on. Uh, we've got before the hedges tonight on uh YouTube and on Facebook, shout out Facebook, shout out YouTube, shout out everybody on Twitter, shout out everybody on the Dog Nation homepage as well um, for Before the Hedge is brought to you by Kroger. Really quickly now, I've got a goal and you guys got to help me. You got to help me. You got to help a brother out here. We're going to answer 10 questions as fast as humanly possible. 10 questions. I know it's crazy, 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 but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look through uh, all the chat methods. I'm going to try to answer 10 questions as quickly as possible. Before we jump into top targets and we come back with the back half, the second half of our show. Um, Becky Rutledge liking the yes sirs and no sirs. Um, Looking on Facebook. Um, Shannon Sipsy is pondering about uh, Bobo as a potential. I got a lot of folks talking about, uh, got a lot of folks talking about, Todd Munkin in there. Um, I don't, uh, Rody Williams, I don't think NIL is going to be a really big deal for uh, Dylan Raiola at all. He really cares about relationships and development. Now, it certainly sounds good in a soundbite. You got a camera in your face, you got a recorder in your face, but guys, his dad played 14 years in the NFL. I don't think uh, NIL type money is going to sway his decision whatsoever. Really feels like, you know, Georgia, USC, and um, Nebraska there. Wade Wolford brings up a point that Georgia just offered Jake Merklinger, uh, six foot four, 200 pounds out of Calvary Day. 
I saw Jake play. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's a tremendous athlete, ran around a lot. Cedar Grove gave him a lot of problems. He wasn't really able to operate out of the pocket for Calvary that night against Cedar Grove, one of the best uh, teams in the state of Georgia, regardless of classification. Um, needs to get a little bit more advanced um, in the passing game. I think really that offer is an in-state player. You know, Georgia's offered players in-state out of the Savannah area. Another quarterback that recently chose Auburn was a Georgia legacy uh, as well. But I think really that's like the thought of – I know Alabama did it twice with Tua and Mac Jones, and I know they did it um, in the 2023 class as well uh, with Dylan Lonergan and also um, Eli Holstein out of Louisiana. I'm talking about two pack of quarterbacks in the class. It's just very hard to do. Georgia's got Puglisi. Uh, they're, they're going after Dylan Riola as well. Very hard to end up with two top five overall quarterbacks. Uh, but that's the shot Georgia's shooting. And I think Georgia needs to make sure they offer quality player quarterbacks in the class as well. Um, yeah, David Riddle, he noticed that he ended it with a go dogs. Uh, Demario A. Falcons. I, I saw it. So, so you heard it too as well. Um, Tom Lavelle. Um, I, get, I see some questions here about uh, Sammy Brown at running back. Well, Georgia hasn't really talked about running back a lot with Sammy Brown. Really feels like Clemson, Georgia are kind of the two schools jockeying um, there. Um, yeah, uh, Tom Lavelle, Mason Short. Alabama's kind of been that school that has had Mason Short's eye. Uh, Randy Hall wants to know how many Buford players does Georgia get in the next three years? Uh, I'm going to go five because there's already one on the board. Um, uh, Randy Hall, I do think Georgia takes two quarterbacks in 2024. I think the way, this is the way I look at it, Randy, and I'll just be kind of honest. Um, Carson Beck, Brock Vandegrift, Gunnar Stockton, who all knows how that's going to work out. I do know this. Very unlikely that you'll have any more than one of those quarterbacks around in 2024 that might be Gunner, it might be Brock uh Carson Beck will probably be the NFL by then but you know with Brock you got to watch because he's going to graduate in the fall of 2023 I think if he's the starter if he's the guy next in line uh after a great season from Carson Beck I think that will determine his Georgia future um and I, I think that's why Georgia really needs to go after two quarterbacks in 2023 um, let me see. Matthew Godwin, we had something like a couple of weeks ago about Sammy Brown. Folk, and, and, you know, this this was a surprise to me, Matthew, because it sounded like a, a it sounded like something Sammy would say that was just script doctored up and was the most Hollywood way of saying something. But Sammy said, uh, which I a layman and the way I look at it, look, covering recruiting for a long time now, Georgia has stacked up so many backers that are older than him, that'll be in the scheme a little bit longer, bigger, stronger, faster, maybe not faster, but at least bigger, stronger, more scheme, stronger with the scheme um, and faster with their reads in the Georgia defense, faster with their key identification in the Georgia defense. Uh, but Sammy said that's what he likes about Georgia, being the chance to get into a room and compete with so many excellent linebackers, linebackers that may be better than him. He thinks that would be the pill that would allow him to, uh, that it would allow him to, um, raise his game thought that was very interesting the way sammy brown looks at it he doesn't look at it the way i the way i do at all uh porter osborne jr i think you're off about that i think i think that uh relationship uh i think she's at samford right now um let me see 
Aaron Philo, Porter Osborne Jr., uh, he just picked up an offer recently from Georgia Tech. Buster's kind of all over that. Uh, Paul Duringer, I think the likelihood is very strong. Georgia finishes number one in recruiting in 2024. I would even go as far to say the likelihood is strong that they never lose the number one ranking. Um, let me see. Um, Got some Brandon Miller, uh, Brandon Miller references right there, there as well. Guys, I tried to pick up a, a lot of thought, thought bubbles right there. I tried to pick up a lot of uh, questions I could in the chat. Um, let's do this. Let's transition into a staple. You guys know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about top targets time. Uh, we got one left in the 2023 class. That is uh, Deuce Robinson. Um, I want you guys to uh, – Pay attention. He's the only one target left in 2023. Let's take a look at this. Not really much to talk about. I think it's Georgia. I think it's USC. I think Texas is somewhat in the mix there as well. I think a decision will be um, kind of figured out, hammered out in the next two months. Baseball is such a key component there with Deuce Robinson, guys. He does clearly want to play both sports in the class. Um, hold on. We got a Peaches sighting. Let me see if we can say hi. To, everybody say hi to Peaches. It's been a while. Been a while. Everybody. That's peachy. You know, we have to do this sometimes. It's been a while since she showed up on Before the Hedges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, it's funny. My daughter, Peaches gives out those love licks. Really easy to, really easy to pop a bear in the house. But my daughter, my, my wife, not so much. Um, I think she knows exactly where to, uh, who to schmooze up and everything else in the class. Uh, let's look at the 2023 recruiting breakdown. You got 26 signees. This is, guys, I want you to just focus on this. This is probably the last time I'll put this board up since 2023. The book is almost closed, except for what happens with Deuce. 26 signees, three transfers, finishes number two nationally, 11 um, commitments on – 11 signees on offense, 14 signees on defense, one special team, six in-state, 20 out-of-state, five five-star signees, four on defense, seven top 50 signees, six are on defense – uh, 12 top 100 signees, nine are on defense, 14 top 150 signees, nine are on defense, 18 are in SEC country, eight are beyond the SEC footprint. There is one offensive player among the five highest rated commitments, and there are two offensive players among the 10 highest rated commitments, folks. That defense is going to be stellar again in 2024 and 2025. Georgia took nine commitments. We talked about that earlier on the state of Florida. Guys, here's your very first 2024 class breakdown. Look at this right now. There's currently one quarterback committed. That's Ryan Puglisi out of Avon Old Farms in Connecticut. Two running backs committed. We saw and heard from Dwight Phillips II, Dwight Phillips Jr. earlier. Um, two wide receivers right now committed. Um, um, you got Sakobi White there uh, as well um, in the class. Uh, You've got one tight end committed. Uh, there are no interior offensive linemen or offensive tackles as of yet. Uh, Georgia is not taking a kicker in this class. They just took a kicker in the 2023 class. Not taking a punter. Brett Thorson still going to be striking it very well for the dogs for the foreseeable future. Uh, no DLs yet. One linebacker. No edge players yet. One cornerback. That is Ellis Robinson the fourth. One defensive back, that is uh, Jalen Hayward, the all-purpose DB, currently the nation's number three safety. And then one safety, that is Peyton Woodyard, the number two uh, 
overall safety in the country. Let's look at top targets now for the 2024 class. Got number 10, Dylan Stewart. He visited Georgia for the uh, national championship day. Big rangy, six foot four, six foot five, 220 pound edge. Great length. Really had a great time in Athens. Uh, you guys will be able to read about that soon. He um, He's a guy that's going to take another visit to Georgia. Like he had a good time. Um, number nine, Sammy Brown, still holding on to this list. I know they got a lot of Sammy Brown fans out there. A quality young man, quality human, all A's. Um, just, just really going to be a great representative for any program that he chooses. Number eight, guys, if I had a flashy sound effect with bells and whistles or lens flare, I would do it right now. Aaron Butler out of Calabasas, California. He was committed to USC. I think USC uh, wanted to play defensive back, cornerback. I don't know how much that was to his liking. He's rated as an athlete. The fit there at Georgia would be as a receiver. He's a top 45, top 60 prospect, according to various services. Aaron Butler, that's a name to know, especially wait and see how quickly he gets back to Athens town. Number seven, Colin Simmons. I, a lot of people out there in the recruiting industry think LSU has long been the team to beat there for Colin Simmons, but Georgia certainly jumped into the mix strong with a great visit for national championship weekend. He told me, Colin Simmons, in a recent story we published on dognation.com that, um, he feels that uh, Georgia is like nine times out of 10 going to get an official visit. So Georgia is in the race there to say the least. Uh, Papa Afua out of Seattle, Washington, uh, Polynesian player. He's visited Georgia already four times. I believe he's the number three interior offensive lineman in the country out of Seattle, Washington. Number five, Daniel Calhoun. Uh, Daniel Calhoun, actually, we got to update that graphic. He has moved to Walton High School in Walton, Georgia. Uh, be very interesting there to see that program take off with big Daniel Calhoun. Is he an offensive tackle? Is he a right tackle? Is he an offensive guard? He is just a masher, a monster, and a mauler type of player you get in your program and figure it out later. Number four, Mike Matthews out of Parkview, Lilburn. Number three, five-star safety man, K.J. Bolden. Can Georgia have enough safeties? Can Georgia have enough variety defensive back? K.J. is an offensive player, too. He could play wide receiver, the right school as well. Number two, Dylan Riola. We already talked about him. You guys heard a lot from Dylan Riola early in the show. If you're just joining us, go back and check it out. We'll also splinter out that interview and pop it up on YouTube uh, to just kind of get that um, kind of that one-on-one -on -one chat just with Dylan Riola as well. Uh, and you guys caught that go dogs at the end. Make sure you look for that. Also uh, five-star edge, Edric Houston, still the number one prospect on the before the hedges top targets board. Uh, for the many things he brings a program on and off the field, uh, the lack of really true five techs uh, in the program right now, I think uh, Edric, should he choose Georgia, um, grew up a dog fan in a dog family. I uh, hear a lot about Ohio State and Georgia with him. Um, should he choose Georgia, he would certainly feel a need and feel a whole lot like those great defensive players Georgia has signed in the past. Just off the list, Heaven Brown Schuler, he came pretty close to making uh, number 10 on the list this week, uh, DeAndre Carter, big tackle out of modern day, CJ Jackson, DeMello Jones, folks, two names that are really rising up the boards right now. DeMello Jones out of Swainsboro, longtime Alabama fan, um, and also Cam McHale. You're going to see him right here a little bit later down. Folks, Cam McHale is a pure South Georgia athlete, a DSGB. That's the type of guy that you could really see being a big part of this class down the road. 
Cam Pringle's still there. He's committed to South Carolina. It sounds like he's very committed to South Carolina. It sounds like he's trying to be the Richard LeCount type of that South Carolina class. Uh, new name on the just off the list, Justin Scott, a five-star defensive lineman out of St. Ignatius, Ignatius in Chicago. Another new name, four-star interior offensive lineman, Jordan Seaton. Seaton came out of St. John's in Washington, D.C., the same area, the same school that produced uh, Mikhail Sherman. Dylan Stevenson, another big, rangy edge type out of Columbus High School in Miami, Florida. Jalewis Solomon and Fletcher Westfall. Still got to get that great, great, great read with some interesting stuff about Fletcher Westfall up on the site soon and shortly. Folks, that's it. That's your top targets. That's what we got going on. We try to give you guys a full show tonight. Lots of content, lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, we took some of your questions. I want to say one thing to guys. Missed you last week. Glad to be back, but I was out getting some interviews, pulling in some content, doing my job, hitting the road, um, making sure you guys have a good sense of what's going on with Georgia football recruiting here in somewhat of a pedestrian month of February with no visits. I'm Jeff Sintel. That has been your e that has been your e intel for tonight. Uh, hope you guys had a good time. Hope you guys learned something. If you needed a friend, hope I could be a friend to you guys tonight talking about all things Georgia football and Georgia football recruiting. Remember, guys, Kroger for all your Valentine's needs. Go out there, be the five-star, get yourself that extra present, get her or him that extra present, something sweet, something pretty, something that smells nice. You can get all that at Kroger for all your Valentine's Day need. I'm Jeff Sintel. I will see you guys again later on the pages of dognation.com. Brandon Adams in the morning, Connor Riley, Connor in coverage on Sunday evenings, and Mike Griffith uh, on the beat with Mike Griffith uh, shows up every Monday night on your Dog Nation social platforms as well. I'm Jeff Sintel. Have a great night. We'll see you later. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.